Hello, I'm Paulette Lee, and you're listening to Woman Worthy, real talk about real issues for women over 60. If you're over 60, you're still worthy of being heard. A while ago, I directed a 1973 farce called No Sex, Please, We're British. In this episode, I'm going to delete any reference to nationality, and uh, it's not a farce. I'm just going to be talking about no consensual sex, period. I know several older women who have revealed to me that they are in committed, loving relationships that are non-sexual, as in there's little to no sex, because either one of them uh, has no interest or there are physical or psychological reasons, and that can cause a devolution from frustration to lack of interest to abstinence to celibacy or to cheating. Then there are situations in which women haven't had sexual relationships for a while due to the loss of a partner through death or a breakup. When they find themselves contemplating a new sexual relationship, they may not be ready physically or psychologically. Let's face it, at our age, we're not as limber as we once were. Our bodies don't look the same. The idea of being intimate with a new person can be scary and so forth. Now, of course, I'm not a healthcare professional nor a sex uh, therapist, but I certainly would recommend seeing someone who is if need be. And I just want to share with you some of what I've learned from my own research. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which we otherwise call the CDC, states that a lifestyle that supports physical, emotional, mental, and social well-being is essential for everyone to enjoy optimal sexual health. And theoretically, at least, there is no reason we can't enjoy sexual activity for our entire lifetime. However, an often quoted University of Michigan AARP survey of 1,000 plus older adults found that only 40% of people ages 65 to 80 are sexually active, and only 31% of the women were sexually active compared with 51% of the men who reported having sex. More than 72% of the sexually active respondents were partnered, so we can assume that there are plenty of older women out there who are partnered, but not having sexual relations. The poll also found that 43% of women are satisfied with their sex lives compared with uh, 31% of men. That should not be a surprise. Again, the majority, though, of men and women are not, not satisfied with their sex lives. The CDC emphasizes that sexual pleasure requires a healthy attitude about intimate relationships and positive sexual encounters that allows both parties to feel secure. In contrast, unhealthy lifestyles consisting of a poor diet, lack of daily exercise, or being overweight inevitably lead to a decline in health. Poor health precedes various medical conditions, such as mental health disorders, heart disease, or diabetes, and poor health obviously affects sexual uh, desire and uh, sexual satisfaction. Long COVID complications are known to have the potential to damage a person's sexual health. Any 
health disorder, if let go without treatment, can damage the circulatory system and multiple organ systems. If chronic diseases are left unchecked, poor circulation will lead to shortness of breath during intimacy, erectile dysfunction, significant fatigue, or discouragement, all of which will lead to low libido. Menopause often leads to female cognitive arousal disorder, which causes mental distress about never feeling aroused or having the physical desire to engage in sex. On the other hand, male partners can develop lost penis syndrome, which causes a loss of penile sensation during intercourse. LPS leads to the inability to ejaculate, achieve orgasm, or maintain an erection. Peyronie's disease, which is caused by a plaque buildup in the penis, can lead to curvature of the penis and then very painful attempts at intercourse. Painful intercourse in women is called dyspareunia. It can occur for a variety of reasons, either within the woman or caused by conditions that exist in the man. And it's especially common after menopause when the drop in estrogen reduces lubrication. A dry vaginal lining becomes thinner and loses natural moisture. Vaginal atrophy, or atrophic vaginitis, is thinning, drying, and inflammation of the vaginal walls that may occur when your body has less estrogen. For many women, vaginal atrophy not only makes intercourse painful, but also leads to distressing urinary symptoms. And because the condition causes both vaginal and urinary problems, doctors use the term genitourinary syndrome of menopause. Of course, it has an acronym, GSM, uh, and that describes vaginal atrophy and its accompanying symptoms. So a lot of names and a lot of terms here, but basically it's the drying of the vagina, which causes pain during intercourse and, uh, intercourse and occurs uh, particularly post-menopause. The Mayo Clinic tells us, quote, Certain medications are known to affect sexual desire or arousal, which can decrease lubrication and make sex painful. These include antidepressants, high blood pressure medications, sedatives, antihistamines, and certain birth control pills. Well, for postmenopause, we don't have to worry about that. Injury, trauma, or irritation can cause pain, as can inflammation, infection, or skin disorder in the genital area or urinary tract. Vaginismus are involuntary spasms of the muscles of the vaginal wall that can make penetration painful. Deep pain that usually occurs with deep penetration might be worse in certain positions and caused by certain illnesses and conditions such as endometriosis, pelvic inflammatory disease, uterine prolapse, retroverted uterus, uterine fibroids, cystitis, irritable bowel syndrome, pelvic floor dysfunction, adenomyosis, hemorrhoids, and ovarian cysts. Uh, you can also have painful intercourse uh, that's caused by surgeries or medical treatments. Scarring from pelvic surgery, including a hysterectomy, can cause painful intercourse. Medical treatments for cancer, such as radiation and chemotherapy, can cause changes that make sex painful. 
unquote. Thank you very much, Mayo Clinic. My goodness, given how we women are made, it's a wonder we ever want to have or enjoy having sex. There are, of course, emotional factors also involved in sexuality and thus also in sexual pain because they create a low level of arousal, which in turn can cause physical pain during sex. These factors include anxiety, depression, concerns about physical appearance, fear of intimacy or relationship problems. Your pelvic floor muscles tend to tighten in response to stress in your life, which can contribute to pain during intercourse. And of course, if you've been abused, that too can play a role. To treat genitourinary uh, syndrome of menopause, doctors may first recommend over-the-counter treatment options, including vaginal moisturizers. If those don't work, the next step is prescription estrogen creams. There are also medical-grade vaginal dilators that gently reopen the vaginal canal. They've been an effective medical treatment for women experiencing pelvic pain and pain during intercourse for more than 75 years. According to one survey of 239 dilator users, more than half of the women had suffered for more than two years and more than half had seen more than three clinicians before they had begun dilator therapy. A major hindrance to timely care is that women are reluctant to discuss vulvovaginal atrophy with their healthcare providers, who in turn almost never initiate that conversation. Returning to that University of Michigan ARP study I mentioned earlier, while 62% of older adults responding to the poll said they would consult a doctor if they were having a problem with their sexual health, only 17% had actually done so in the previous two years. Allison Bryant, Senior Vice President of Research for ARP, is quoted as saying, this survey just confirms that the need for an interest in sexual intimacy doesn't stop at a certain age. She continues, although most older adults say that they would talk with their doctor about sexual concerns, healthcare providers should routinely be asking all of their older patients about their sexual health and not assume that bringing up the issue will offend or embarrass them." It can be a vicious cycle and one with which I've had personal experience. My late husband had Peyronie's disease, which I mentioned before, and that led to frustration, anger, and resentment, uh, resentment and, and emotional distancing that finally we just had to confront and, and deal with. I want to briefly address three other issues affecting older women and sex. One is the reality of sexual abuse. In her 2020 paper entitled, Me Too, The Invisible Older Victims of Sexual Violence, Ruthie Lowenstein-Lazar of Columbia Law School discusses older women as rape victims, as legal system victims, as victims of domestic sexual abuse, and as victims of societal views. She writes, quote, The battered woman syndrome is an outcome of the cycle of violence seeking to explain the effect of cumulative violence on battered women, their unique psychological and mental state, and their difficulties in leaving abusive relationships. 
Emotional dependence is exacerbated in late life in view of the length of the abusive relationship, the cumulative effect of abuse, the increasing sense of terror, and the isolation and loneliness that characterize both battered women's lives and many elders' lives. Older women report remaining in abusive relationships because of shame, family and social expectations not to leave after so many years with a partner, and the social expectation that they should care for the aging male partner. Like young battered women, many older battered women feel strong ambivalent feelings toward their abusers and are reluctant to cooperate with the authorities. Lazar goes on to say, although domestic violence in old age is a recognized phenomenon in research, it is not part of the legal picture of sexual violence against older people. The cultural and societal perceptions of age, family, marriage, and intimacy are intertwined with unequal domestic relationships. This creates multiple barriers for older women and perpetuates the marginalization of sexual violence in late age in research and in the legal system." Close quote. Another concern among sexually active seniors is the spread of disease. Sexually transmitted infections, known as STIs, including human immunodeficiency virus, or HIV, is a concern among aging populations. Older adults are more likely to have limited knowledge about STIs and HIV and therefore are less likely to practice safe sex than younger adults, and that in turn makes them particularly vulnerable to STIs. And the third and last issue I want to briefly address is asexuality. There's no underlying physical or emotional reason for your lack of interest in sex, and it's not that you don't value romantic love or intimacy. You're just not sexual, and you're not alone. Check out the Asexual Visibility and Education Network. I'll post a link to the site as well as to other resources for this episode on the Woman Worthy Facebook page as usual. One thing on which all sexual health experts seem to agree is that in a couple's relationship, both partners have to be on board with whatever sexual dynamic there is between the two of you. And dealing with that can be as much as, if not more than, a challenge than any physical or emotional problem that causes you to say, no sex, please. I'm going to be taking a hiatus in September and October and not doing any new episodes of um, Woman Worthy during those two months. So that might be a good time for you to catch up on the episodes that you haven't yet heard. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. You have been listening to Woman Worthy. We'll talk about real issues for women over 60. Tune in wherever you receive your podcasts with new episodes every Monday morning. You can leave your comments by downloading the Podbean app to your device and on the Woman Worthy Facebook page. I'm Paulette Lee. I hope you found this program worthy of your time.